0: Meantime, the U.S. says it's completely evacuated its diplomatic staffers from the African capital following the Taliban's takeover of the city and the rest of the war torn country. The State Department says that the U.S. military has secured the Kabul airport. The majority of Western diplomatic staff is out of the African capital now. Meantime, more than 60 countries have demanded that airports and border crossings remain open to let those who want to depart be able to leave. In a joint statement, the U.S. and Others also said that those in power across Afghanistan bear responsibility for the protection of human life and property. The UN Security Council is set to meet on Afghanistan. The UK is also called a NATO to hold an urgent meeting. British Defense Secretary says this country will not be going back to Afghanistan to fight the militants. Now, from Osaka, Japan, let's bring in uh, Ryan Dawson. He's a political analyst and broadcaster. Good to have you with us, Ryan. Let's have uh, your comments. uh, How do you see things unfolding in Afghanistan?
1: Well, it seems uh, the U.S. highly overestimated uh, the troops they were arming and the civilian government, the puppet regime they left behind. They thought it would be within three months. It took about three days. Uh, for the Taliban to capture all major cities, and now in Kabul, it's really just the airport uh, that the U.S. can maintain any semblance of control over. I don't see this as a. I see this as a failure if you're looking at it from the perspective that the U.S. invaded Afghanistan for some sort of strategic interest, which it didn't. Uh, the public has been bamboozled confusing the Taliban with al-Qaeda. Al Qaeda. The, the alleged pretext to invade Afghanistan 20 years ago was that they were harboring Osama bin Laden and it was a place where terrorists trained were involved in the attacks of September 11th. Uh, that has nothing to do with occupying an entire country and setting up a puppet government just because somebody trained an area. Uh, BUT THAT IS THE EXCUSE THEY WENT WITH. BUT IF YOU LOOK AT IT FROM THE PERSPECTIVE OF WHY THE U.S. WAS ACTUALLY IN AFGHANISTAN TO SECURE A $64 BILLION A YEAR HEROIN TRADE FROM THE POPPY FIELDS, Mm. THEY MILKED THAT COUNTRY FOR 20 YEARS AND NOW THEY'RE LEAVING.
0: RIGHT. AND BRIAN, HOW DO YOU uh, LOOK AT AFGHANISTAN? WHAT KIND OF AFGHANISTAN WOULD YOU uh, IMAGINE UNDER THE Taliban? AND OF COURSE THEY HAVE MADE LOTS OF PROMISES REGARDING WOMEN'S STATUS, EDUCATION AND ALL THAT.
1: I'm probably not going to agree with the uh, of any of the factions in Afghanistan culturally and how they treat women and education and all that. But it's also none of my business. I don't live there. It's not my country or my decision. You can't force people to change their culture uh, through the barrel of a gun. If you wanted to uh, edge people, you know, in a certain direction with your own ideas of women's suffrage and, and civil liberties, then you have to do that. Uh, Through dialogue and through example, all the U.S. has done by exporting poppy out of Afghanistan for 20 years is emboldened, hardened, and radicalized the population further than it's ever been. Mm
0: -hmm. What about common security? This is what Afghanistan has been deprived of for decades. Will it be restored finally?
1: Well, you know. I think so. Well, at least least relative to how it has been, Afghanistan has really been occupied for the last 30 years. I mean, they had the Soviet invasion, which killed millions and then hundreds of thousands under U.S. occupation. And when you are purposely propping up the weaker against the stronger, all that does is perpetuate conflict. It's better Mm -hmm. to have a winner and have it be resolved, and that's that, because anything is better than forcing ethnic strife and sectarian violence intentionally, uh, which was the goal. This is played out in U.S. policy papers of what was really going on. So you have a a huge dynamic between what's publicly presented as the causes and reasons and motives and what's privately the reasons, causes and motives. And so privately, the U.S. kind of got what it wanted. It got its drugs, it destabilized the country, it made billions of dollars in military contracts. And now you're seeing the Ghost Army, because one of the ways they were laundering money over there is paying soldiers that didn't exist. Trillions were dropped. $2.2 trillion mm-hmm. were dropped in this project. Where are the roads? Where is the infrastructure? Where did all that money go? It looks almost exactly as it did 20 years ago. So this was a giant exercise in profiteering. Most people didn't even know where Afghanistan was. A lot of Afghans didn't know much about the United States either. It's mm-hmm. a completely pointless endeavor. And people will make, you know, thumb their nose and say, ah, oh, you took a loss, cut and run, and, and try and bruise the ego of the United States. I would advise against that. We'd like the US to end conflicts, let them leave with with their face intact, because otherwise they're gonna say, we can't cut and run, we have to
0: stay forever. You're just encouraging their malevolent behavior, Just Let him take the L. All right. Appreciate your comments. Ryan Dawson, public analyst and broadcaster in Osaka, Japan.